0: I'll take the wind day sales after a great win on Saturday. Uh, finish at Watford two, Bristol City three. I'm here with Mike, DCW, Jason, and, and Ollie. Mike, you're back on the podcast. Watford have lost. Do we relegate you and, and sod you off the rest of the season?
1: Absolutely right. I'll see you. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you next season in the Championship. Uh, it was a
0: really a bad performance and just didn't enjoy it at all
1: no we never got going it started off at a very very slow tempo a small crowd evidently 9000 were in there tonight and Watford just never got into the game at all they never never, never played any sort of lick uh, there was never any intention I was doing a little bit of work for Opta tonight saying part of that work is telling them who's in control of the ball what sort of key things happen in the match and the guy sort of kept, kept saying is anything happening is anything happening I was like no not really it was literally change possession change possession change possession and that was it for the majority of the first half. It was very, very slow, very, very lethargic. Um, and don't be fooled if you weren't here by the 2-3 scoreline. It, um, it was a dull cup tie. Um, Bristol City took their chances. Watford wasted the precious few that, that we had. Um, and quite frankly, it was really disappointing. After a, a really exciting first couple of uh, weeks in the, in the Premier League, I think we've missed an opportunity to, to push on um, and to, to build some momentum. Really, uh, Really a bit peeved with that.
0: Peeve is an understatement, I think, right? Like. It's an understatement. But the men that we saw on the pitch, some players we didn't get to see a whole lot. Jason, uh, Will Hughes started the game, this hot young player that we've signed. How far away do you think he is from maybe being uh, taking over cleverly or maybe starting ahead of him?
2: I think he's got uh, still some way to go. I think it's going to be difficult for him. Tonight was a difficult game. What Bristol City did very well, they're two very compact, solid lines of defence. Um, no room for him to really sort of play football in. Shows some nice touches. He's got he's got talent in him feet, but it's going to be difficult for him to to get in ahead of Cleverly. Now we were talking about the game earlier, and uh, Mike mentioned that the tempo didn't suit him earlier. That's a very good point from Mike, and and now we, he hasn't got another League Cup game to sort of go out and prove himself in. He's got to do things in training that we're not going to be able to see uh, and prove himself to, to the boss to to try and force his way into the team. And if Pereira comes back fit, if Carrillo comes in as is being suggested, it's going to be very difficult to get him to into that uh, front three.
1: I felt really sorry for Will Hughes tonight actually because that was he'd, he'd have treated that almost as a bit of an audition. This is his chance, first chance since signing in the summer. He's probably was he the first signing? We've got yeah, him. So he's okay. been been at the club for a little while. Um, obviously he's signing close season, so you have to everyone has to wait for for the game but he would have really wanted to make an impact and that game just did not allow him that was the polar opposite the exact opposite of the game he would have wanted to be involved in tonight there were little glimpses of showing how his intelligence how he could um, earn himself a bit of space and you could see what he's trying to do on occasion but the ball was going underneath his feet and but it wasn't just him it was exactly the same for the other 11, 12, 13 players that played tonight. They all they all struggled in, in some respects. But I felt uh, especially sorry for Will Hughes. I think it'd be um, remiss of us to draw any conclusions from Will Hughes' performance tonight. That really didn't suit him making his home debut. Sorry, Will.
0: Yeah, I like the idea, though. 13 players on the pitch. Maybe <laughs> that would have helped. We did it all at once. DCW. When Manu came on, who we thought was going to be the saviour last year, was Isaac Success. He's not been in the... as a sub or anything around the the squad so far did he do anything for the game lift the game show something that we know hey it's maybe not there yet but it it could happen
2: well i think he delivered the performance that we're used to seeing from him and i I think he was an improvement on amrabat in the first half he did have the ability to get round the bristol city defense he he gave the fullback something to worry about he got some good balls in some bad balls in that we used to seeing from him but he, he was a threat and I think what was good to see from him was that he was prepared to track back. He didn't lose heart when he lost the ball. He was putting himself about. He was. He was seemed to be a bit more focused, which has been the criticism of him from last season from Matt And I know Silver's had the, the same worries about him. He, he knows he's talented, he likes him, but he wonders whether can he trust him for a 90 minutes in a Premier League match. Just, I don't think he'll be anywhere near the starting lineup in the Premier League, but he might have done enough to get onto the bench.
0: Ollie, the main man around these parts for a few years now has been Troy Deeney. Uh, And we haven't seen him play in the first two Premier League games. We saw him start today. Was it good to have him back?
3: Well, it didn't work particularly well, I think. It is good to have him back, of course. Uh, I I shall bow to no man in my love for Troy Deeney. Um, But there were two things. The first thing was uh, he didn't look particularly sharp, so he was a little slow in a couple of chances that he had in the first half. Um, but the other thing was that the shape of our football was the way it was last season. So when you have Troy up front, there's much less movement uh, in the in the front line. When we, we start playing the ball around midfield and we're looking and we're looking and we're looking and not much is happening. It was very different on Saturday when uh, Andre Gray was up front. So it looked as if we had pace, it looked as if the, we were shifting the defence around. Uh, they looked worried. And we didn't have that with Troy. So... Um, I think he needs to get sharper, but we also need to work out how we're going to use him in the team if we're going to have Andre Gray up front, um, providing the movement that we all enjoyed so much last Saturday.
0: Uh, talk about Andre Gray. Uh, he did come on um, a bit too late, Mike.
1: Yeah, I think um, we were having a, a quick debrief before we started recording, and uh, I think we were all in agreement that possibly he should have should have come on a bit earlier, give that sort of um, that, to, that two up front a chance to sort of form itself a little bit. I think. I agree completely with what Ollie said in terms of Troy. It is good to have him back, but I can't really articulate why in terms of his output on the pitch. You you feel more comfortable when Troy's there because you know what you're going to get. You know you're going to get that effort which is comforting as as a supporter, but in terms of output, it's limited. I did think he came to life a little bit as soon as Andre Gray came on. I think that focused his attention a little bit. He was trying to play him in and... He perhaps bought Andre Gray a bit of space, who he definitely should have scored. Um, He had a really good chance, um, pretty much had a free shot in the the penalty area, and he'd have liked to see that go in, especially after missing a uh, a chance at the weekend as well. No doubt with Andre Gray it'll come. I think he's a confident young chap um, who backs himself. He's a striker. Um, Eventually he's going to score goals, so I haven't got any, any concerns in that. Listen to this podcast in uh, six months' time and <laughs> when all he scored is a penalty for the under 23s. Um, so, yeah, I'd have liked to have seen him come on earlier, but I think it's one of those games tonight where we could have brought on um, Neymar, Messi, and prime time Zidane, and probably nothing would have happened because that's just what these nights tend to be. We've seen them all too often, and you know, we've, we're joking about it a little bit, but it is frustrating that. You know, we can't. Yes, there's a poor crowd. Yes, there's a low league opposition. So yes, you're bound to find it difficult, harder to get yourself up to uh, as as a player. It's not Liverpool. It's not the sort of uh, intense atmosphere of Bournemouth away. So you kind of get it. But on the same hand, on the other hand, it's not really good enough. Once you should adapt to the circumstances, adapt to the atmosphere, realise you're a professional, and get lace your boots up and, and get on it. There's there's something wrong when this is. I think. Is it 2013 the last time we progressed?
2: We haven't. We haven't in the Premier League. Have we lost all three of our
1: league cup ties in the Premier League? And
3: we've gone out to teams from a lower division in nine of the last eleven seasons. So this, this is our annual humbling. It's, it's what happens.
1: But it's but and I, and I will agree with that. And I will, I'm not going to. No one's getting too hot up. And I think we're right not to be, not to be too traumatized by the whole thing. We're football fans. We know you win some and you lose most of these. But. Also, it's not good enough, really, especially when you're coming in with so enthusiastic and um, with such a strong side. The little kernel of sort of concern, really, when, when you see performances like that. I don't, don't enjoy it at all. No, matter, It doesn't matter that it happens frequently. It doesn't matter that it's Watford-y. Um, it just bugs me, really bugs
3: me. I, I think it's just overcomplicated uh, because when you're in a Premier League, it's three points. That's all you want, three points. And when we're in the what's the name of it, Carabao Cup <laughs> yeah. what, whatever that thing is um, it, when you're in the League Cup you're trying to use it as a game to get players back on, uh, like Troy, you're trying formations um, you're thinking well we should be beating these but I want to rest them or should I be rotating and it's just become so overcomplicated. Mm. Um, and you know you could probably make the argument that the first half was just you know all right we sort of played within ourselves the way we did uh, in, as a strategy I think last season under Matt Zari dare I speak his name, (laughs) Um, and uh, you could argue, oh, we scored too soon. You know, we scored right at the beginning of the second half and everybody thought, oh, okay, great, that's fine, and went off the ball. And that's the last thing you want to do against a team that's probably up for it a little bit more than you are. Um, So, you know, it's so complicated trying to manage the game -game, in-game, trying to pick the right team, trying to manage your squad. Let's get back to the Premier League and just worry about three points. I
1: would, I would say that Bristol City made nine changes as well, and their players looked up for it. Their players looked keen enough to make a make a imprint and make. And I understand that that's easier for them away from home at Premier League ground. They've got you know they can see what the goal is. They can make an upset and they'll be in the headlines of the uh, Bristol Evening Post or whatever it is tomorrow. And um, yeah, so I understand how it's it is less complicated for them. But in terms of the basic mechanics. Nine changes and they still managed to, you know, pretty basically in that second half, after Watford have gone ahead, they swatted us aside, took their chances really well and despite it finishing 3-2, weren't really ever in any danger of losing it, I don't think.
3: Finest sitter I've seen missed at Vickridge oh, yeah, Road. Yeah, they were rubbish. They, they missed right absolute shot. sitter. Oh, oh yeah. that was a joy.
1: Great save from surely.
2: He was in the middle. They had the whole of the goal yeah. time, out. He could have hit it first time. Oh,
3: dearie me. And also, and also the referees stopping play to send Holobas off when yeah. they had four men running through the middle <laughs> against one of our defenders. That was a joy as well. So there were moments of, 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 of
2: made it good to be there.
0: Yeah. But Holobas going off, uh, off Jason. Could be tricky come the, the magical Premier League on Saturday when we play Brighton?
2: It could be tricky, but it could be an opportunity. We, we've seen Brandon Mason towards the end of last season. Maybe a chance for him to, to prove his worth or it could be that we play one of our centre-backs out wide. Maybe Britos, I think someone suggested after the game, as a decent left foot. Let's hope he's not the left foot that started against Liverpool uh, <laughs> last week. But um, there's not a natural option, but there are other options there.
0: Are you happy though, Mike? This is this is one of my crazy questions. Are you happy that we lost? We needed a loss to sort of make sure we didn't get ahead of ourselves.
1: Oh my god! How can you ask me these things? Just asking. I'm just asking. I'm happy we lost. But do you
0: know what I mean in the, in, the, in the wider picture? In the the you know so we no. could we could easily don't get caught up in this me
1: for the next two minutes at least. <laughs> an absolute disgrace. No, I don't understand where you're coming from, but absolutely not. I think the one if you want to draw a positive from it, yes, kick up the backside. I think that's a bit basic to be honest I'd much prefer the dressing room to be bouncing the crowd to be absolutely buzzing about a great performance from success Will Hughes of making a good debut um, and us kind of carrying on They'd get the bandwagon rolling three wins out of th- uh, two in- wins in a draw undefeated um, so I'd have much preferred that I take your point that we can people are going to have to think about it a little bit more and realise that it's not as plain sailing and but we all, I think most people are, are sensible enough to realize that anyway, most people are also sensible enough to realize that a win in this stage of the league cup is a be- is a bon- is a is a benefit is a good thing so no, I'm not pleased we lost i'm I'm really really cross. Um, I think you were talking about Holaba briefly and the um, the defensive state, if you like, I thought that was concerning on a number of occasions in a number of set plays. I thought we looked shaky at the back and Holabas being sent off and suspended. Uh, to no one's surprise for Saturday does remind us that perhaps with, what is there, nine days left in the transfer window that I don't think that defensive unit is where it needs to be yet. Um, I think we need a couple of reinforcements um, just to get that little bit of squad depth. I'm not entirely sure Silver knows what his best back line is either. Um, so I think there's still work to do I think looking at the fixture list I think we have been quite lucky in terms of who we're facing and uh, not underestimating Brighton by any stretch of the imagination they will come here intent on turning in a good performance they will after a tough start for them they'll be really really keen to put on a show here and I think they will so we'll have to be absolutely at it um, on Saturday and I think that we'll, we'll have a tough defensive time of it. but I think we need reinforcements I think regardless of Ollibas getting sent off, I think we need extra bodies in at the back.
4: A podcast made by Watford fans fans for Watford fans from the rookery
1: end.
0: Anyone who was at uh, Bournemouth uh, away on Saturday would have heard the magical new Chant from uh, for Abdullah de and you would have heard it at the beginning of the podcast uh, from Saturday. And it was a massive success with the entire away end singing it by the end of the game. It was catchy, it was a success. But why was it a success? So, here is our feature on the anatomy of a good football chant. <laughs>
4: So why did the Core 8 song really catch on and now must surely be part of the, the singing that goes on the Vicarage Road in away games from now on? Well, there are many reasons. Firstly, it's from a catchy classic song. I'm not saying it's most glamorous of songs that we want to be singing, but everybody knows it. And a song that you base a chant around must be well known. And everybody loves a bit of earth, wind and fire. Even if we have now found out that disco sucks. Then there's this bit of the song. And that's a great bit that everyone can join in with, even if they don't know the actual words. Well, actually, the traditional song was Badia. Then there's timing. The timing of this chant is most important. We've grown to love Decore the second half of last season and he started this season on absolute high. It was time for a song for Decore. A player has to earn the chant. It can never be forced. And then it can go over and over and over again. In fact, it gets quicker and quicker and quicker. This is what it sounded like as I came in to Dean Court.
3: Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh,
4: oh. And by the time we kicked off, it was even quicker. And by the end of the game, quicker even still. But it's this bit that means it goes on and on and on. It keeps everyone going. No way it can die out. It's the absolute perfect chance.
0: It needs to be a catchy song it needs to be at the right time for the player it needs to have a bit we can all sing along to a woo bit the tune must come before
4: 1985 we're the horns you're the horns you ollie uh you're the writer of
0: hornet heaven do make sure if you haven't listened so far uh, to the uh, how many episodes we've done so far yeah.
3: Ooh, we've done four series of four and I think we've done three specials. So, so I make that 19.
0: 19 episodes, but particularly uh, series four that came out uh, just before the season started. Um, quite emotional. and
3: Can I just take the opportunity to apologise to Watford <laughs> fans, actually, because um, and apologise specifically for episode four of series four of Four Net Heaven. It was the episode called One Man Alone. Uh, Because a number of people have um, said to me that um, they found themselves in tears, (laughs) often in public places. So, uh, you know, I'm really sorry about that. And one guy said he'd actually been on a treadmill at at the gym while he was listening and his eyes filled up and he fell off. (laughs) Um, So I just wanted to say really sorry. And just can you find somewhere safe to listen, please? Um, And go careful out there.
0: Well, wear a helmet, at least, whilst, whilst listening to Hornet Heaven. Um, more, to, more to come uh, as the year goes on. But if, if someone doesn't know what Hornet Heaven is, uh, Ollie, what is Hornet Heaven?
3: Hornet Heaven is the place that we all go, if we love the horns, uh, when we pass away. So when our time comes, we all go to an afterlife paradise called Hornet Heaven, where we can watch Watford for the rest of eternity. Um, and it's uh, it's a blissful place, of course. Uh, you can carry on watching all the new matches. You can also go back and watch any Watford game ever. You go through the ancient turnstile, and you're there, and you can see everything that happened, feel everything that happened, all the emotions, all the smells, all the sights and sounds. So, yeah, absolute bliss, Hornet Heaven. As
0: you say, every uh, every game that happens, uh, the programme goes up to, to Hornet Heaven, and they go and watch the games... Um, but do you think and there must be certain games from history that, that people go and watch all the time the promotion games the the big wins the, 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 the big score lines
3: yeah there was a certain game uh, I think it was a playoff semi-final wasn't it against Leicester which uh, is actually statistically the most popular game in Hornet Heaven Bill Mainwood has has said by counting the number of times that the program has gone through that turnstile, particularly well thumbed. He has to do repairs in one of the lockup garages down Occupation Road for that program, probably most weeks. Um, the problem with that game is, of course, that the moment that you want to watch happens right at the very end.
0: We get Vidra's goal in the in the in, you know in the first half. That's pretty cool.
3: But the finest thirty seconds in Watford history happened after ninety something minutes. So you actually have to. Go through the ancient turnstile and watch the entire game to get there you can 't just pop in right. and watch it like you watch it on YouTube. you have to be there, get yourself worked up, get the flavor, get the smell, get the emotion and that's what makes it so magnificent
0: the question is will any of the games from this season do you think in our the current stage of Watford uh, you know development as a establishing ourselves as a Premier League league club do you think we're going to get many games from this year that will be Maybe not the same as that game, the the Leicester playoff semi-final. Could they see and be watched over and over again?
3: Hornet Heaven is full of lots of different kind of fans. So they, they get different things from games and they go to games for different reasons. If you look back on a season like last season, you can probably pick out two, three, four games that you say, oh, they were the standout games, West Ham away. Man United at home, Arsenal away. Um, Go back to the previous season and you'd be talking about the win at home to Liverpool, the win at home to West Ham, uh, maybe the win at Newcastle, uh, certainly the FA Cup win at Arsenal. Those are the, the headline games that you'd say, yeah, loads of people go back and watch those. But there are lots and lots of different kinds of fans who get different things out of football and they will go and watch... And get something out of a moment, out of watching a particular player, um, a particular context for a match. So you'd go back to watch the Liverpool game, I'm sure, because at the end of the Mazari era, this was Silva's first game, and you went wanting to see what what was the change, what were you going to get from Watford under Marco Silva. And you'd go back and you'd look at it and you'd try and understand what's ahead. And then maybe at the end of the season, you'd go back and analyse it and say, yeah, that, that, from the word go, we saw the difference.
0: Do you think Burnley away this year is ever going to be watched more than once?
3: I am an optimist, so uh, <laughs> I think something extraordinary is going to happen at that game, which will involve Sean Dyche. I think, oh no, I'm starting to write scripts for my heaven. <laughs> something extraordinary will happen, I'm going to say it, and we're going to win... Probably probably 3 or 4 nil. We're just going to play around them. They've signed these very tall people, haven't they? Um, we're just going to play it on the floor, in between them, run amuck. Andre Gray's going to score a hat-trick against uh, his former side. And, yeah, that program's going to be pretty well-thumbed as well.
0: Would it need some sort of silly thing with a, a chicken on the pitch? A chicken on the
3: pitch. <laughs> No, I think, yeah, something, something going wrong with, with Daichi's beard, I think.
0: Remember, go onto uh, iTunes uh, uh, and uh, you can download Hornet Heaven or go to hornetheaven.com to listen to the podcast. They are fantastic things, they're beautiful things, uh, and they uh, come with a warning, uh, especially for Series 4, Episode 4. Uh, so please be somewhere safe when listening to Hornet Heaven. End. Thank you very much for listening to another uh, From the Rookery End, a slightly shorter one not the nicest one, uh, but it's part of the story of, of being for fans and, and that's what this podcast is it's our take on life as for fan. today, just wasn't a very good day, we've had many of those before I'm sure there'll be a few again this season uh, make sure you uh, subscribe however you can and get the free podcast to you as quickly as possible, onwards to Brighton at home. Come on you all.